Welcome, welcome to the anchor.com, the anchorfm.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, living room, bathroom, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, this evening's episode, as I happen to have this collection of music next to me, is for about an artist who was born from my hometown of Buffalo, New York. Now, Rick James was also born there, but this guy also was born there. One of the most incredible saxophone players, a guy that um, left a mark on modernized jazz fusion stylings, if you will, uh, found his niche, ran with it, and left an indelible mark. And somebody that, you know, I listened to a whole lot growing up back in the day, he was a staple on on various formats of music. He crossed over not only from jazz to R&B, but to pop. And he just was a had his presence felt as an artist. And he definitely left a lasting mark. His name, Grover Washington Jr. And one of those guys that when you hear his music and his tone, you can't help but get into it, you know. One of the uh, first cuts that I will start off with is Strawberry Moon. I really like this cut. It has a bossa nova type of feel and arrangement. And one of the things about when you listen to the intricacies of his playing, he had a distinctive saxophone playing style, but he did not over beat you over the head with it, per se. It had a distinctive way of flowing. It was like a tasteful, the licks, the tones were coming in real melodic. And yet they had a, you know, a hint towards what would be the future. Because before there was a term called smooth jazz, he was definitely an artist that was definitely making his presence felt with how he would play and how he would bring that to come to pass. So when you hear his music, uh, you're definitely hearing somebody that definitely had a very distinctive way of presenting the music and presenting the tones and the feels of it. And this was a very... Uh, distinctive song. I love this piece. I love this arrangement. This one is very, um, very nice tone. I really definitely like the way it, it, it worked itself around it. And uh, the band orchestration was really nice. And that's one of the things I can say about this cut. It's real laid back and real cool. The next cut I dug was Sausalito. Uh, Sausalito. And I may not say it right, but I'm going to tell you something. When you hear it, you know it is right. The problem I run into is which version do I like best? Do I like the live version? Do I like the studio version? When you have an artist who has the talent and the ability to make you flip a coin heads or tails, which version is better? That's a mark that they hit the mark. That's a mark that the music is where it's supposed to be. That's a mark that the production and that everything was done precisely in a way that you, you know, you can't complain even if you want to. And that's one of the things that I really dug about when I heard um, this particular piece. It was just very well done, uh, very well put together. I like the, the tone. I like the, the harmony of it. And that's the thing about it with his music. It shows you his versatility. Um, you know, you hear what I call Afro-Cuban types of grooves and rhythms and I like the way everything just kind of flows it's just really distinctive it has a uh, a warmth to it it definitely loans itself to aspiring you as a listener taking you on the journey More often than not when you listen to instrumentation music sometimes it, it's a place and thing and sometimes people use it for background 
sometimes it's man's the main feature. Whenever you get a chance to explore the different areas that an artist can pinpoint and take you to, then you know they've done their job. And this particular piece definitely does its job, and it's really on point, and I really like that. Next cut I dug was his cover of Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man. Um, he definitely had a drawn-out feeling when he did this particular cover. Um, you know, and you know it's going to be heavy no matter what, but it's, you know, he has, he understands that. He, he gets into the flow of what he's doing, and um, it's just one of those, it's one of those pieces that it's a strong cover. Uh, it's always hard to cover a great artist like Marvin Gaye because all the critics going to come out and hit you over the head if you mess it up. But I will say this. He got it right. He left he left uh nothing nothing off the t- left it on the table. He got it just right. And I like the way the music flowed. I like the arrangements. I thought it was very um well composed as far as like interpretation from an instrumentation perspective. It complemented. And if you know, if you listen to the original version, it has jazz blues chord progressions. And that was one of the strong strengths. So when you do it the right way and you just follow it, it's pretty straightforward. Next cut I dug was Wine Light, which was from his big album in 1980. And this was the title track. And it was nice and melodic and mellow. And again, he has a way of just like, you know, he has a cool temperament within his music. And it has a nudge as a groove, but it's just the right to temperament. And he was, you know, even though... Everybody gets the smooth jazz label and all that. He really put some bump to it, but he was like one of those precursors to it because he had his own lane of music making. And his music um, grooves and doesn't sound like it doesn't sound too slow and it's not too fast. It's a good blend, production arrangement, strong. I really dug this cut a whole lot. So this was a tight cut. The next cut I dug a whole lot was Knucklehead. Um, that one was funky. And one of the things is this, just so you don't think that he becomes some, you know, playing the smooth, light, you know, bougie, wine cooler music. No, he has some stank in his music. And this one was a knocker. This one, you just know what them titles alone, it's going to be a knocker. And this one was bumping. This one had groove to it. Dug the bass line, the way his playing was. It was like one of them songs that you just like, yeah, this song here has got some fire to it. I mean, this song here, who could not bop, bop your head to that one? I mean, that one was a bopper, you know, and it definitely sounded like, um, you know, it had a lot of rhythm to it. So I definitely dug that one. Next cut I dug a whole lot was Let It Flow, tribute to Dr. J. And you know you're in Philly and you're doing something like that. And, uh, this was the cut. This here was this jam. You know, it grooved. It was, it had, the, it, it definitely was a Philadelphia special. I mean, that time he had lived in Philadelphia for a number of years. And it was a tribute to Dr. Julius Irwin for Philadelphia 76ers. And it was a strong tribute. I love the arrangements. I love the groove of it. Um, I've seen a live version of it. It was one of them songs that you just had to just bop and groove to. Again, a testament to his talent, testament to what he could do as an artist. And it just, you know, again, when you look at it and you feel it, it's just one of those songs that you just but want to groove to. And it hits in all the right places. And that's one of the versatilities of his talent as a musician. 
that he could bring to the table. He definitely, you know, brought so many different elements. Next cut I'm going to talk about is just the two of us. His duet with Bill Withers, which was a huge hit. And one of them songs that defied, we know, radio formats. It was on R&B, it was on pop, it was on Doka Temper, it was on jazz. It, it, it hit all different areas. It's a classic song. It's timeless. And uh, it's one of those songs that you feel even more grateful to hear in the pandemic and what's going on throughout the country and the world. But it's one of those songs that soulful grabs you, tugs at your soul, tugs at your mind. It's very powerful, potent, and just one of them songs that you just don't want to shake. So, um, again, this was another one of them songs that was just really incredibly well done. I love Bill Withers' uh, vocals on it. like the musicality of it. It was just, just really catchy. I like the long version of it. I never get tired of it. It's one of the greatest songs I've heard in the last 40 years. And I will always remember and rest in peace to both those two guys because they came up with a song which was timeless. And it stays on your mind. It's been covered by Will Smith and others. And it's one of them songs that it has a life of its own. You know, it speaks for itself. And I love the arrangements and it's tight. The last song I'm going to talk about is Mr. Magic. And I had to jump into this. This is one of the funkiest songs in the 70s. And you could bring something funky no matter what your style was. This song here took a life of its own. It was like it didn't sound like anything else on the radio. But that bass line, that groove, that shuffle, that that stayed. And that became a staple. And this song has been sampled and looped. And you understand why. It, it shows, like I said before... When you listen to the totality of his music, you're talking about one of the most versatile, talented musicians ever. And yet he had a smoothness about him, but yet he had a groove. It's like he 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 could dabble in both sides and bring them as one. Great, great song, great feelings. So anyway, give me your thoughts and your takes on Grover Washington Jr. What's your favorite songs, uh, live performances, albums, etc. I welcome thoughts and comments on it. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another. And just because a song is older or album is older doesn't mean you can't find something new in it. Because Grover Washington Jr. embodied that there was always something new and fresh in there. And of course, the things he later did when he uh, had pieces of a dream and also peeped them out. Um, keep it funky, stay safe out there, stay on the one, keep it grooving. And you get a chance, peep out some Grover Washington Jr. This guy was one that was the real deal. I'm out. Peace.